I have more fear now that I know the magnitude of ups and downs that come with life. And they, they exist for all of us. Like what happened to me is just as devastating as somebody getting laid off from a job. It was just louder and people heard about it. You're listening to the Almost 30 Podcast, hosted by Krista Williams and Lindsay Simsek. Almost 30 started as a conversation about the transition from our 20s to our 30s. But then we realized life is full of transitions. So we expanded our mission. We are an intuition-led, wellness-focused lifestyle podcast that promises to deliver authentic conversations, diverse points of view, and insights rooted in optimism, growth, and intention. The Almost 30 Nation community is a group of purposeful dreamers who are smart, passionate, and always seeking the full potential in every aspect of their lives. At Almost 30, we're making magic together. We dream it, and then we do it. Thanks so much for tuning into the Almost 30 Podcast. Here we go. Hello, hello. What's up, guys? (laughs) How are you? We're trying to open a bottle right now. Honestly. A twisty bottle with like a child's lock on it and neither of us... Help us. Help us. We need a man or a neighbor. <laughs> but we've been trying to get it open for maybe 30 minutes. It's delayed there's us. like gummy vitamins in there and... We need a sweet treat. Honestly, you know, I'm about to eat 400 of them and completely defeat any of the purpose of whatever the vitamin was trying to do. Actually, last week when I was at uh, my silent retreat, I didn't take any vitamins or anything and it was actually really nice. How'd you feel? Great, and- great to be honest. And I haven't been taking them since. I just need a little break with my digestion with them. And I've been kind of taking things willy-nilly just without thinking about it with Mm. like an assumption. And if I'm eating in the way and the food was really good, it was really nice to eat like from an Ayurvedic perspective. So the way I was eating, I felt good and nourished. I thought I'd be really tired, but I wasn't. Why did you think you'd be tired? Because I don't know, I thought like with vitamin B12, vitamin oh, D, all those oh, type I of see. vitamins that I had been supplementing, yeah. that it was giving me energy. But prana gave me energy. Prana, life force. Life force energy. <laughs> yeah, it's well, it's funny when you take out all of the factors that are making you tired. So it's like the thinking about uh, the emails on your phone or the conversations that you have to have or whatever it is, those yeah. energies suckers. Uh, and then I can when you're imagine. resting, like we would, we meditated. So I, I just got back from my silent retreat. I'm going to do a full episode review of everything I learned within this time. It was five days and it was in Boone, North Carolina, mm, which pretty. is stunning. It's mm. actually two hours from Charlotte. It, it couldn't be more beautiful. And we meditated for like six hours a day. So there was so much rest that was being had. It was really nice because the way that they did the meditations was you would meditate and then you would have the ability to lay down and actually sleep if you wanted. So that's nice because sometimes with meditations, you know, you meditate and then you get up, but you have the inclination to sleep or to really have that deep rest. We did yoga nidra each day, which is Mm. the the yoga where you're laying down and it's the body awareness yoga for like an hour a day. So I was resting so much that I had energy to burn actually when I was awake. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I I would imagine that also just allowing your nervous system to just come down it would almost, because I felt this a little bit when I took two days off, but you were kind of like at another level. It's like, I would get a little bit anxious thinking about going back in to what I, what we have, what we do every day, which is what we love. And then I felt like, should I feel guilty for wanting to take these breaks? Do you know what I mean? Because we like, we say, and we really do love what we do and are so obsessed with what we do. But I, I just started to think about like, oh, I shouldn't feel ashamed for wanting to completely take a break from what we do just for short periods of time. Yeah. You know, it's just like a weird thing to think about because yeah. I was like, oh, what what will you think if I say that? What will yeah. our our 
audience think if I yeah. say that? You know what I mean? It's like a weird thing. It's like thing. the trap of the entrepreneur though. You know, yes. it's, it's literally such a trap because it's like, you do what you love, you make your own schedule, but then you're honestly a victim to it, you know, and you're a victim to this like monster that you've created. But for me, it's more like my structure as it relates to my time on my phone, my time on social media. I don't really have guardrails in that mm-hmm. sense. So there's stuff that has to do with work for sure, but it's the traffic, it's the driving, it's the sitting, yes. it's the eating, it's the EMFs, it's so many things related to it and us doing events, us being in public, us talking all the time, that it was so nice to have all those stripped, you know, to be in nature, no EMFs, to be completely silent, to be meditating six hours a day, to be eating a balanced diet for my Ayurvedic dosha, which is pitta, and then to be getting massage, to be walking by myself in nature, to be walking at least five miles a day, because I just do 10,000 steps about by myself was just like insane. You know, that's, that's what they say too. And, and, and it was something where I came back and I feel sad that I've never done that before. Mm-hmm. That yeah. I've been 30 years of my life and I never have taken the time to be quiet. It's like, and Justin was, you know, Justin all weekends, like I'm doing my own retreat. And he's like, just being, you know, he's being Justin where he's like hanging out by himself and like working by himself at home, but not talking to anyone. And there's a huge difference between just being in silence on your own at your house in your own schedule and actually being away in silence. I completely The silence they call it is noble silence, which is no media, no reading, no journaling. So you're not reading or journaling, which is huge. Wow. Uh, No phone, no work, no consumption of any kind. You're actually clearing any consumption process from your psyche Hmm. and, and you're just being. And actually that was like- actually really challenging because I caught, I found myself in a mentality where I'm always thinking about what's next. You know, I'm like, okay, we're meditating now and we're going to do this Kriya and then we're going to do this. And then I was kind of thinking ahead in that way, but you know, the goal is to really not. It's to be where you are. To be. Yeah. I was finding it challenging to like, whenever I'm like, oh, I'm going to take this time off or these hours off or these days off, whatever. I'm like, okay, so what am I going to do that is outside of my normal like work, yeah. right? So it's like, oh, I should I should probably write or I should take that workout class or yeah. I should, 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 should. And- but Then you like overschedule. It. Then I overschedule. Totally. So I was like, I was, it felt really good to just follow what I wanted to do to be like, oh, I want to like, I want to go to the beach. I just want to lay down. Yeah. I want to, and have no, like, I'm going to be here for two hours and then I'm going to go here. It was just like very like ooey gooey and felt so nice. And then I started to like get ideas. I was like, oh, this is where they've been. Mm -hmm. Like they're literally kind of like what Lacey Phillips talks about with the orbiting. It's like once you kind of like soften and allow and just be like, they totally find you. If you're running around like a fucking insane person, they're not going to catch you. Yeah. That's the thing is they were talking about that, how creativity is actually presence because there is inspiration and creativity available to you always, but it's about Mm -hmm. you being present. Yes. And that's the only time that you're able to get it. So the more present you are able to be, the more creative that you're able to be. But the one thing I did want to share about the retreat with, with everyone, in addition to the episode that I'm going to do was this beautiful I don't know, piece of piece of information that, that I learned uh, was don't see the intention behind others' mistakes. So don't look into the problem that you're seeing as an intention. So mm. that means when so, you feel like someone has wronged you or someone has done something that hurts your feelings, don't see that as having an intention to hurt you. I think oftentimes, you know, if something happens, like even when I landed, I got, I got put in this situation that was hurtful to me that felt very personal. But on the other end, it's just someone living their life and they're not really understanding that their mistake or their action was hurtful to me. There wasn't a malice, you know, there wasn't an ill intent behind what they're doing. And I think so often we sit there and we replay everything. We're like, I can't believe they do that. I can't believe they do that. But most of the time people don't have an intention to hurt your feelings or bother you or upset you. And so the assumption of that is what gets you in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Like living in, I think assuming in general, sometimes you're right and sometimes you're not right. But I just, I don't think it matters. You know, like kind of the the energy yeah. of assuming is all consuming and yeah. kind of like a tight fucking jacket. Yeah. So I just don't know anyone in my life that would purposely hurt me. 
And I don't think you do either. No. So that's the whole thing is like, I'm hopeful that you don't know anyone in your life that would purposely try and hurt you, your feelings or bother you or upset you. So if you do, that's, that's an issue in itself, you know, Mm -hmm. that's a problem. But I think for 99% of the people, you can assume that there is no malicious intent. It's just, I think the ignorance sometimes or the lack of awareness is annoying too. It's just like, oh, come on. (laughs) But how do you like, how do you shed light on it or call them out on it in a way that's like loving and compassionate. I don't know. Yeah. I actually was thinking about the word ignorance too, like how it's so charged, you Mm -hmm. know, it's like such a negative thing, but at its core, ignorance as the definition is really just the not knowing of something, you know, the unawareness of, of information that is to come. And so it's like when people are ignorant, it's like, they just don't know yet. Mm-hmm. Once they know the information and they made a decision either way, that's kind of like, okay, then you can kind of talk from there, but ignorance just gets such a bad rep. Completely. Because it's it's huge. I mean, it's the responsibility for so many issues that we face, but I think that I just got a new compassion for ignorance. Mm. Did you, did anything happen to your voice? Not talking? No, dude, I was the best, honestly. I had no no pressure. Like I didn't feel... I literally was lip sealed, felt amazing. Did like when you started to, when you talked again, did it feel weird or no? It was fine. No, it was actually fine. Like she said, so when I got there, we had to leave early because we had to, I had to come back for Create and Cultivate on Thursday. And I told her, I was like, actually I have to leave early Thursday. And she was like horrified. She was like, oh my God, I'm just so worried about you. She's like, your nervous system is going to be, oh, I don't know. Can you? And she goes, can you get someone else to do it? And I'm like, this is the thing about when, when, when I speak, it's, you know, oftentimes it's, it's me and Lynn, you know, Lindsay that has to speak. So this is the whole thing about it. And I was like, you know, it's a dream opportunity. So like, it was weird the the role I went into because she was a very motherly figure. So I was like a kid, yeah. you know, I was like, kind of like don't worry. Honestly, I was, and I was like, it's a dream opportunity. And she's like, well, I'm really worried about your nervous system, whatever. And I was thinking about our ayahuasca trip in Costa Rica when we did it mm-hmm. for four days. I was like, dude, we just got back in the saddle right after, you know, healthy mm-hmm. or not. But it was actually nice because I had the night. And then in the morning I had become friends with this guy that worked there. His name was Daryl. He was the best. He was like from New York and he drove me to the airport. He was like 65, this dude. And I, he was the first person that I talked to and it was like in the morning. So it felt normal. That's my routine normally is to talk in the morning. So Mm -hmm. it wasn't super bad, but it was kind of just, and it has been just making me sad how much Mm -hmm. we talk. Mm -hmm. You know, I just Mm -hmm. like last night when we were doing something, I was talking, we were talking to someone and I was like, oh man. I don't, this is pointless. I can imagine. And I want to think about this more. It's like filling, how much do we fill the space? So it's like when you meet people that you don't know, or you meet people who you want to impress, quote unquote, or whatever it is, it's like, how much of that is us just filling the space? Cause I've been like observing myself recently where and I've been kind of experimenting where I don't, I just like listen and I don't say anything and like seeing what the response is. And it varies from conversation to conversation. Cause like, you know, same with, with, you know, teaching being on the podcast. It's like, you don't want to say something that doesn't have a purpose or intention. So am I doing that in just casual conversation? A hundred percent, you know, and it was nice. The The best part about it too was like releasing myself of the social obligation to feel like I need to make everyone feel comfortable. I need to ask them about themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, 90% of me is just genuine curiosity of the human experience. But it's just like I, when you're walking past people, I look down and it's okay. You know, I, yeah. I don't need to make any small talk. I don't need to make any conversation. And um, what they say is the the teacher there is that, you know, we spend our entire lives smiling at other people, but we never take the time to smile at ourselves mm-hmm. and smile at our soul. And that's what it felt like was like, I felt like my soul was like, oh, there you are. Mm. There you are. Mm. You know, there that's you are beautiful. outside of all of this that you do. And I just couldn't recommend it enough. So I went to Art of Living Center. It's in Boone, North Carolina. It's super simple. So don't expect glamorous at all, but it was a great space for that. So I will talk about that more in my uh, solo episode, but what did you do on your day off? 
I took like almost two full days and yeah, I just like partied, partied. No, I, I was like by the beach. I went You're to like, acupuncture. I was like, that was it. Like I went to James beach <laughs> and then bungalow. Literally. Like surprise. And then I just waited at the Supreme store for the drop. (laughs) (laughs) Got the latest. Um, Yeah, it was, I felt like kind of like a beachy earth child, just kind of like being dirty or being whatever. And I went to the beach two days in a row and like swam and not just like dipped. I was like, oh, I'm going to swim. And because the water was so nice, Justin actually messaged me and was like, yo, dude, I took a dip this morning too. It was awesome. No way. (laughs) I I actually don't believe that. Anyways. (laughs) Um, I'm sorry to tell you. I think (laughs) I was, uh, I was at the beach and I was, I actually forgot my towel because I was just kind of so like whatever. And um, so I was just like laying on whatever clothes I had. And there was this guy like laying there like reading. It was a weird time, probably around two in the afternoon on a weekday. And there's like people there, but it's just interesting to observe like who's there. And like, I didn't think like, oh, they're not working. It was just like seeing myself and other people kind of like doing them being by themselves and like reading and just chilling. It was sweet. So anyway, of course me, I'm like always looking. So I got up and just like went in the ocean. I was like swimming and then he got up and went in the ocean and we were literally like, like swimming and vibing saying nothing. Really? You're like, this is it. Truly. We're he truly was on the same wave. So cute. No way. Oh my God. So cute. But like, you should have just jumped out your top off and like, Oh, <laughs> but it was just like a, a, a sweet, like, cause I just really felt like just there and aware. Yes. And I didn't feel any anxiety, like just any anxiety of like, Oh, I should be doing something right now. Or, uh, I don't know, just any extra thoughts. It was like very simple and sweet, but I did kick myself for not saying anything, no. but it was really sweet really cute. He like went and left the beach and then he like looked behind because like I was like leaving too and then nothing That was happened. your chance. I'll see him. But um, yeah, I mean, I just, I had this feeling of, oh, I should do something and go somewhere. Yeah. And yeah. I just realized we live in fucking heaven and I was I know. really, it was just really nice to be here, you know, where we live and enjoy it and not really think too much about it. And I, I just realized how much pressure I put on myself in that downtime to like create other things. And it's, and that's really not the point, you know? And I, I just know for us, it's so important. Like if we're going to be in this for the long, the long haul, it hauls the wrong word, but like just for the long game that like, we need to take care of ourselves in this way and we can't feel shame around it, guilty about it, or feel like we're going to be behind if we do it. Cause really I feel so, I felt so much clearer, you know, and I'm, I'm not one that thrives on like super, super strict schedule, but it's like what I need sometimes. But I just realized that that unscheduled time is super important because I, I just felt more connected. Hundred percent. You know, I'm so glad. Yeah. So, if you guys don't know, we're kind of taking, we're chilling out in August mm-hmm. a little bit, which is nice, and gearing up for an amazing September, October, November, December of live shows, of events, of an upcoming retreat Cannot that we will wait. be announcing soon. And yeah, so we just really needed this time to regroup for me to fucking fit in my clothes. Jesus Christ. <laughs> The, the shit that we do, like the the dinners, the events, like it's wild. It's well, it's wild also like crazy just kids, just like just the re- relaxation also gives our bodies times to like ooh, totally. come back. Where are you? I mean, I was on that flight again. I was like, God damn, this is like I go cross country every fucking day on the flight. Mm-hmm. I actually upgraded myself. Oh fuck yeah! I literally was like, you know what? This is so fast care. I'm Truly. upgrading my bitch ass. And also this was a good time to really say like, wow, I'm really proud. Yeah, that's the damn truth. I'm I just really looked at our bank proud. account and I'm real proud. <laughs> it's true. 14, like $14. No, <laughs> no shame. One Postmates gift card. But it's, it, yeah, it was like, wow, you know, because 
it's nice because people ask us and tell us all the time, like, wow, you should be so proud. And I really don't take that in as much as I should. And just having that quiet time, I was like, wow, this is really, really incredible. I agree. You know, so. So, you know, hopefully you guys can can do that too. And it's, you know, within a a corporate environment or if you're working a nine to five, you know, which I have experience in, Mm -hmm. it might not look like exactly what we're doing, but maybe it's a month of, no plans outside of going to work and scheduling in time for you, time for outside, time for nature, and really just hitting a pause and making that your priority instead of social obligations or Mm. anything like that. So I think that there's a lot of ways in which you can find time to slow down because I think if we think about it, you know, everyone says at every time that everything's crazy you know, oh, it's the beginning of the year. It's crazy. You know, we have all these things and then it's summer. It's crazy. It's the holidays. It's crazy. So when is the time that you are going to prioritize slowing down? Yeah. I think the slowing down and creating space should be the new, because everyone's saying self-care, self-care. Sometimes when people say self-care, I'm like, okay, let me hear, where's my list of the self-care things. And then that's a new thing I got to do. Yeah. So it's like creating space, slowing down. Like that's all you have to, all you have to do yeah. in order to feel something, you know, different. Peace and love. Peace and love, y'all. Peace and love. Oh, as a last thing, I did want to say huge shout out to Almost 30 Nation in regards to the episode I did with Justice League, mm-hmm. Justin, my boyfriend. If you want to listen to that, we did a relationship Q&A per Almost 30 Nation's request. And I have to say a very important point. Not once did they fucking ask when we were getting married Damn. or when we're having kids. Love that. Yo, yeah, yo. We evolved over here. Can we, can we take a second? Not once. I'm like, oh, this is why we're not like bachelorette girls. Because mm-hmm. imagine if we, mm-hmm. that was like our shtick. Like people would be like, married? Like No one asked anything like that. Every question was, Beautiful. Justin was blown away. He's like, wow, they're so sweet. I know. (laughs) And I'm like, God damn it, I know. Bye bye. Yeah. So thank you. So Justin's had his, you know, he's he like He's coming out with his own podcast. (laughs) (laughs) He's actually uh, yeah. No, he's not, but I wanted he's been talking about this podcast episode or this podcast that I'll talk about in another one. But we were like talking last night because we haven't seen each other since I've been back. Mm-hmm. He was like laying on the bed and all of a sudden he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I have like a few DMs I have to respond to from people. <laughs> he's like, I can't believe I almost forgot. He's like, all right, Chloe, share, repost, repost. Literally, he's like, Lindsay, he's like, phew, I'm so glad I remembered that. I was like, I know me too. <laughs> uh, so good. Today is huge. Today is a dream come true. So Today, 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 Sophia Amoroso is on the pod. Wow. Wow has been a dream an icon dream guest for quite some time and the stars aligned she is the founder of girl boss just i mean truly an icon in so many ways and you know it it is a little nerve-wracking when we talk to people like Sophia who we've admired from afar for so fucking long and then we hang in our studio aka my apartment right now and she is just the realist and makes us feel so comfortable the conversation is just so organic and grounded and I'm so thankful. Yeah, she's the best. She's just doing it different. You know, she has been leading the way for such a long time starting with Nasty Gal of course and then growing her company to become girl boss, you know, which mm. was a revolution, you know, hashtag girl boss is everywhere, her book. And now she's got an amazing social network that we'll talk about, but I, you know, couldn't say more great things about her. I am in awe of her and I'm thankful for all the work that she is doing on behalf of women. Yeah, truly. So she has a new professional network for a new era. This is just an incredible, uh, place where women can come together and spark discussion, support one another, find advice, celebrate your wins. They have weekly digital firesides with people like Ariana Huffington, Elaine uh, Welteroth, and Jen Rubio, to name a few. So this is for entrepreneurs, marketers, creatives, professionals, side hustlers, executives. And it's just so inclusive and beautiful and just such a great resource. 
Yeah, it's incredible. And th- thank you, James Higa, mm-hmm. for your support and for connecting us. As always, we love you. So thanks for listening. We have a few announcements just before we get into it. Uh, we are going to be in LA as always, but we have an event in LA, September 12th with Nicole Lappin. We're so excited. Her new book, Becoming Superwoman is out. We will not only be talking uh, burnout to balance, but also all of your you know questions and uh, concerns really for me. It's a concern sometimes around finance and managing your money and just becoming that fucking boss ass bitch you are. <laughs> I know. Nicole Lappin, best-selling author, boss bitch, rich bitch. She knows the feeling of burnout well. And she really learned how to reprioritize and restructure her life in such a beautiful way. So we are excited to see you on September 12th at the Riveter from 6.30 to 8.30 PM. We have tons of amazing sponsors and goodies. So get your tickets for that one at almost30podcast.com. Yeah. And we also have events in Nashville coming up with Julie Solomon and another event with Dr. Josh Axe that we could not be more excited about. And Julie was recently on the podcast and Dr. Axe as well, just a few months back. So check those episodes out. But uh, we could not be more excited. So go to almost30podcast.com to get your tickets. Those will sell out. So we cannot wait to see you in Nashville. Yeah, the jo- Dr. Josh, Josh Axe one is going to be on women's hormone health, the keto diet. It's going to be all health and nutrition focused. And he is one of my favorites to follow mm-hmm. in that space. The space is gorgeous. We're going to have tons of food, dinner for you. Same with the Julie event. It's going to be an intimate women's focused event, food, goodies, all of those things. So we will see you in Nashville. Invite your friends September 18th and 19th. Woo. All right, enjoy this episode. We'll see you on the other side. So, hey guys. So we- Hi. We actually had the pleasure of talking to Sophia probably a year ago um, when we were going through conversations within our business about, you know, going with a network, what agency we wanted to be with and all this stuff. And and you were just so kind to like, you know, give us your like insight and information and just listen. It was, it was amazing. You know, it was just such a huge moment for us and you know, I would expect that of you with everything that you do and just standing in it, but it was just really cool and and dope. You're, you're someone that walks the walk and talks the talk and you're an inspiration for so many for that. Thank you. Yeah. Honestly, it's true. we met through such a dear friend, such a special person. Kind. We just missed him. He was in, he's in LA or he was in LA. He He just left. Yeah. It's crazy because for years he'd be like, oh, I'm going to go see Sophia after, but we were so like little then, like younger. It's probably our first year maybe Mm -hmm. when we started Mm -hmm. talking to him and we'd always be like, oh my God. Yeah. He'd be like, how is it? (laughs) He's like, she's amazing. And he's been, of course. And he's just, how it is. You know, having, having people like James, like just be, and I know that he is this for you as well, where you're just seen. You know, like I just feel like he sees uh, people and not just like the brand. Like he's he kind of yeah, and he's so generous, so just generous. His time and his advice, and he's such a wealth of experience, and he's special. Yeah, I don't think it's like the norm. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like I think mm-hmm. in conversations, but I, I just that's why I love what you do and bringing more of that like f- that feminine into yeah. business is something that like we're really interested in exploring today and so much more, but really interested because we're just learning as we go to where we're trying not to lead or we're just noticing when we lead with that masculine because we're kind of like made to in certain situations and like how that might not be serving like the overall entity of girl boss of almost 30, whatever brand, what has been like your your evolution in that way? Like going from your masculine to your feminine back and forth. In business, yeah, I mean, I feel like I feel like day by day, it's kind of back and forth, and it depends on the situation and who I'm in the room with, and I have to be a little bit of a chameleon to, like, you know, read a room, get people to like me, totally. But um, it just depends on the circumstance, and I certainly used to lead much more, I think, masculinely uh, when 
in the early days at Nasty Yell because I didn't really know any better. And I was very much like, go, 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 go. I'm doing stuff. You should be doing stuff. If you're not walking as fast as me. Why am I paying you? <laughs> totally. And just kind of like Gary <laughs> V or something. <laughs> and it just feels like- You see Devil Wars product. You're like, this is how it works, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I just didn't know that people don't like that. <laughs> totally. Yeah. And some people work like that naturally and that's great, but they shouldn't be required to. If we get our work done, by the end of the day, we go home. Yeah. No one's performing to work hard just because they're supposed to keep up and make it look like they're working hard. Like they're just working. You can work hard and smart. But I guess with the way I think about culture and nurturing our culture at Girl Boss and how I approach that and our opportunity, it's much more, you know, it is, I think it is softer because I also have more empathy and I'm in a different phase in my life where I am looking for more balance or have a personal life or um, understand the value of doing things outside of work when, you know, my whole life was work for so long. Yeah. yeah. I feel like for me, it was like my, the more confident I become in myself, the more I'm able to be more feminine within our business. You know, it's like my masculine energy was really like my insecurity of not being enough to uh, just be and be successful. You know, it's like, as I've, as I've grown and evolved in the business, I feel more comfortable to be feminine, which is really nice. It's funny. Cause when we had Jen Gotch on, she was like talking about, she's like, there has to be She's like, I kind of like when they're a little stressed. She's like, I have an anxiety. And she's like, I kind of want them to be anxious too within the business, which is so funny. Mm. Yeah. Kind of like supporting like that part of you. Yeah. Like, so that exactly. it's like a, not exactly. a mirror, but a- yeah. Exactly. So how are you nourishing yourself now then? If you are transitioning to a phase in your life where you have huge things going on and- as you get older and as you kind of go through different waves of, of what you're doing within a business and different parts of it, how are you taking a step back and actually making sure that you still exist outside of the person that runs mm-hmm. Girl Boss? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Girl, I mean, it's wild. We do so much. We yeah. just produced our fifth Girl Boss rally and we just launched a professional social network, which, which is, is like, insane. What? We built a social network, with three engineers. It's pretty exciting. Uh, and so that was just two weeks ago. And I went away for seven days right after launching it. You know, we did the Girl Boss Rally. I flew to New York from the rally. It was on Good Morning America the next morning. Did a huge wave of press. Our team at Azioni has been incredible. And took a break. It was hard for me to fully log off because it was such an exciting time. Yeah. And LA Times piece hit like while I'm on vacation, of course I have to read it and like share it on stories <laughs> <Yeah>. and <laughs> yeah. whatever. So then technically I'm working, but day to day, I'm actually like, I think it's been over a month, probably. Yeah. At least a month that I'm keto. So I'm really paying attention to what I put in my body, how much food I put in my body how I feel, I shed like a huge layer of inflammation. And yeah, I, your body, I mean. Mm-hmm. Honey, Thanks, I don't wear banging. skirts. Like I do Are not. Are you kidding? Well, this is very, like in the last year, maybe once, like that, like my legs are out. Like I just don't. Like, Damn, you look so good. Thanks. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I spent 10 years drinking. I don't really drink much. I spent 10 years like drinking, having fun, traveling, socializing, building my Rolodex, like- and I have it now and I've done it and I'm 35 and I can deploy my like access anytime that I want on behalf of girl boss, but I'm very strategic about it. And whether that's for the press or that's with relationships and that may seem kind of mercenary, but like I want to go home. Like I just want to go home at the end of the day. I would say at least four days of a week on weekdays, I make dinner for myself at home. Mm. I go home at like, it could be six, seven, you know, sometimes eight. I try to eat before like nine Uh, and I cook food usually for myself and I leave some out for my boyfriend, (laughs) but he usually works a little bit later than I do. So that's one thing. I go to therapy twice a week, which seems really extreme, but it's relatively traditional psychoanalysis, which I didn't know about, but like people go four days a week. I don't know. Respect. Oh, wow. But she's, it's been really great. I've never looked forward to therapy as much as I do. Uh, it's a commute. She's in Beverly Hills and we work in Silver Lake. And and I'm always on time, which is weird because I'm not very good at being on time. So it's, yeah. So I think like discipline is actually in, in a little bit of structure in my personal life. 
has been kind of relaxing. Feel that for me. And like, I don't really think about what I'm going to, I just like make a chocolate smoothie with like cashew milk or whatever, and just like take it to work in a thermos. And I don't have to decide what I'm eating for lunch. Feel that. And it seems like a thing that I'm like, you know, not eating certain foods. And I mean, I don't really consider it a diet. I'm just like, oh, I'm eating better. And now I don't have to like make, I have enough decisions to make. It's like, like the simple. I don't have to make any decisions about it. I just feel, simplifying I just like that. Like I'm sure even like helped reduce the inflammation. You know what I mean? Some like the stress of it all. Like everything's so complicated now. You know, like can't do this. Got to do this. Like there's 18 steps and programs, and yeah. it takes six months or you know whatever it is. But just simplifying, I'm sure, was like kind of a layer in itself. I think the decision making because I do. Like I, that's why I get meal delivery because I don't want to have dis. I don't want to make any more decisions because every you know I mean girl boss is on a, a, another level, but it's just like I don't want to make another decision to be like should I eat this or should I eat this. I am um, subscribed to something called Butcher Box. Oh, oh yes, yeah. you've heard of it. Yes. <laughs> How they is sh- it? Uh, they should advertise on my podcast. They um, should. It's good because you get to choose. You know the contact. Mm-hmm. It's all like pasture raised, like happy. So animals and they have great breakfast sausage and they have great steaks and they have great, oh, pork loin. Mm. And actually you can throw in some salmon, um, like Atlantic wild caught salmon. (laughs) And I think the idea is that because you're eating animals that were like running around doing happy stuff, like you absorb their nutrients. Of course. Yeah. So it's about nutrient density rather than like eating, you don't have to eat all the vegetables. Some of the animals ate them for you. Yeah, I don't really know. It's yeah. also too like the soil is really important. So when the soil is has a lot of nutrients because it's been fertilized by their poop, then it kind of goes through the entire process of having a more mm-hmm. nutrient dense animal. Yeah. You know, the grass becomes more nutrient dense. The animal becomes more nutrient dense. It's really important. I never knew this stuff when I thought it was like, so like such a look, you know, mm-hmm. people did it because it was just like a pose. Yeah, hundred. Like, uh, you know, people do that. They're like, oh, I'm a yogi and it's my ego. Mm-hmm. And I don't do this because I seem special. And it's like, mm, maybe some people do, but now I'm like, wow, this is better for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel that. That's my motivation. <laughs> totally. Uh, uh, I mean, that's LA. That's my whole life in LA is like, oh, wow, that's real. And then I'm like, this is pretty nice. <laughs> you know, like infrared saunas or like the cry or like all this stuff. I'm like, kind of like this. Yeah. Like, Literally having an infrared sauna delivered next week. I are know. You? In my apartment, are which you? it doesn't fit. <laughs> I, I have one. And you it's do. like a, it's like a bed. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's like a little. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Dome. Cool. It's like the size of, it's like smaller than a sofa. I just put it on a massage table. It oh, doesn't take that. up that much space, but. Ooh, oh, I love that. That's that shit. Because yeah, nice. you think before you're like, this is a little excessive, but then you're like. Mm. Works. I know exactly. <laughs> Buy it once. What other ways? Do, like, what are the ways that you stay grounded in that way? Because it's like you have every opportunity in your life to not be because you have so much access now because you've worked so hard for it because you have all these amazing people around you and you just are at such a level that it could be easy to kind of get hazy in that way. Uh, fear of failure. <laughs> so it's like I could go do that. I can go on some like victory lap for something I haven't accomplished yet, but that's not going to actually build anything. Like all that matters is execution. All that matters is that I build something that people love and a team that's happy and a company that's worth something and that I can show up and nurture that. And if I need to go out and like speak on behalf of it, I will, but I've been the distracted founder. I've been wrapped up in the glamour. I've mm. been like, ooh, is my Getty image up to, uploaded? Oh God. <laughs> like, we had our first Getty images oh in there. Interesting. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, it's just like, it's nice to be kind of beyond that at this point. Mm-hmm. And of course it's validating when like, you know, you get to go on Good Morning America, right? Like it's it's hugely validating for the company. And what I, I don't, I'm not here to build my personal brand. Like I kind of have one and it's like, I do stuff with brands on Instagram and like only brands I really care about. But like most of 99% of my time is spent on girl boss because if I wanted to go be talent for the rest of my life, I could go be talent and I wouldn't have started a business, but you can never exit being talent. Like girl boss is something that is much bigger than me and I can be like the steward of it. But if it's about me, I can never leave. And yeah. I never want to, I don't want to leave the company. It's not about that. It's just like, I'll be like, you know, 60 years old hosting something because like 
that's how I make a paycheck rather than like, let's build something amazing. And I don't know, LinkedIn can, can acquire us. Like, yeah. Oh, a great yeah, job. And then it's about girl boss and it's not about me. Like yeah. if I can leverage what I can, great. Like we should all use whatever resources we have at our disposal, small or large and exploit them. <laughs> but like, I've just, I've been the distracted founder and didn't work out. Yeah. Yeah. I'm wondering, I, I'm so curious about like, what's changed besides the obvious, like kind of maybe that no one would know about like since Nasty Gal and where you are now and what you've built now. And like, I just appreciate, you know, the um, honesty and vulnerability for lack of a better term, because everyone's mm-hmm. saying it, but it's, it's really true, you know, throughout the process, because I think it's uh, really hard to do in such a public setting. So, you know, what has felt like the biggest changes for you? You know, I'm really celebrated for being like honest and transparent, but like my story's out there, whether I like it or not. I know. So what I win or lose at is out there, whether I like it or not. Yeah. And because I wrote a book and like my story is something just to like not sound like it is. Yes, it's a virtue and I'm good at being confessional and I'm not very scripted, but at the same time I'm trading on it. You know, it's like we are like vulnerability is like, I don't know. I don't want to be cynical. 100%. I don't want to be cynical. And I think it is really important to share your story because it makes other people feel strong. But it's also like, that's all I know how to do. So it's almost not a choice. I don't, I don't know what else I'd be doing. And it feels good because we're able to build something amazing. You know, if my story helped anybody, then so many other women's stories that we're bringing together on the Girl Boss platform can do the same. That feels really good. And it's actually easy just to put people together to do that work with one another rather than be the sole kind of like inspirational figure. But I guess like what's different? Uh, I'm just home a lot more. I don't know. Like mm-hmm. I'm boring. I'm I'm super boring. I don't really drink. Like I'm also not like, you know, exercising every day or waking up and reading the newspaper or honestly meditating. So I'm not like, it's not like I'm super evolved but I just have different needs personally. And I think my motivations are more in line with, you know, at a certain point, I think just my world got warped uh, for a little while because there was so much, literally people, I would go anywhere and someone would congratulate me for years with Nasty Gal. And I had to ask like, what for? I just didn't know what they were congratulating me on. Is it because I got engaged? Is it because we opened a store? Is it because I was in a magazine? Is it, I was on a list. I spoke at a thing or whatever. And it's just kind of like, at some point, all the champagne clinks just like blend together. Not to be like, wow, wow, success. But it's like, you don't learn from winning. It makes you lazy. And it made me lazy. And I kind of lost sight of like what really mattered. Uh, which was like building a great company. And mm. um, but I also hired executives to do, to you know, to build a great company. And I don't, I think they could have done a better job. But the main difference is that I think I'm really boring and I, I just have more perspective. Um, I know the difference. Mm. Yeah. Um, and I just said this on, you know, another podcast, but you can only sit by so many infinity pools. Like you should. You should take those vacations. You should reward yourself with the like, you know, results of your hard work. But when so much of it is thrown at you, it can be really like disorienting Mm -hmm. and you can think that that's what matters. And it's not at all what matters. And I'm very like grateful that at like an early age, I was able to have a glimpse of that. And I still have a great life. Don't get me wrong. I didn't, you know, nasty gal filed for bankruptcy, but I didn't like, I own a house, like I'm fine. But that like, oh, she could be a billionaire. She's America's Forbes, you know, whatever. I was on the cover. America's richest self-made women. My stock in my company was worth a lot of money. But like, I thought maybe I could, you know, I would have that much in the bank at some point. And my bank account's fine, but it's not like I'm not yeah. one of America's richest women. The romanticizing of it is so interesting. Well, what you the know? world rewards is yeah. often not what matters. Yeah. yeah. And I was like rewarded for a lot of things that are the things that, you know, culture validates because it's like sexy to have money and it's sexy to like, there's panache and people like, people don't congratulate you for 
things that actually like that you're actually growing from. People don't congratulate you for like difficulty. People don't congratulate you for visiting your mom or I don't know the stuff that actually matters. So then the people around you and the world that you're surrounded by, like those people are only there because you accomplished something that is within the paradigm of what they think success looks like. And like, they don't know me. And they, if I worked in a shoe store, they would not give me the time of day. And I don't want to be like, wow, wow. Like all the mm-hmm. people, all the amazing people I've met through business, like, you know, have like ill intentions, which they don't. But like knowing the difference of like who, who knows me, like really, really knows me, which are like my, my friends who are artists and creatives and, you know, not at all doing what I'm doing are the people that really know me. And it's the people who knew me, the people who know me when. Yeah, <laughs> way back when. Totally. But I think that's an interesting thing. It's almost like sometimes I think about when you're in that situation in your 20s, it's like you get put into this world and, and you kind of are shown these things and, and you don't really know what matters. So it's like you're being shown what matters to society, but you don't really know how to tell the difference. So you're like, I guess I'll try this on and I'll see if this matters because everyone says it does. And then you're in a situation where you're like, you know, you're just kind of, it's kind of confusing, you know, because you're not at a place where you've understood fully what really matters in life, because it's like, at that point, you're still trying to figure it out. You know what I mean? So, and then for the people that, you know, really know you and that have been there with you, what would they say has been like the biggest change in you? Just like a groundedness? Yeah. People are like, you're so calm. You are. And I'm like, I mean, ask my, but my boyfriend wouldn't say the same thing. Oh. Um, and I can, be, I can be intense, but generally, I don't know what I used to be like, but a lot of people, you know, I had Lisa Bueller on my podcast who has a store called Lisa Says God. And she was one of our first buyers and mm. she's awesome and really stylish. And she came on my podcast and she was like, you seem really calm. And I hear that from people. And it's like, interesting. Um, so I don't know, I guess like divorce and bankruptcy will do that to you. I don't know. Do you yeah. think the fear the fear of failure comes from the bankruptcy that you talked about? Well, I think when you've not not experienced that level of adversity, you're you know, I was just really naive. Yeah. So of course I, I have more fear now that I know like the yeah. the magnitude of ups and downs that come with life. And they come they're they exist for all of us. Like what happened to me is just as devastating as somebody getting laid off from a job. It was just louder. And people heard about it which was an added layer of like, Jesus Christ, do I really have to deal with that? Other people talking about something that's already hard, but like, it's normal. And if you're not taking risks, if you're not failing, you're not taking risks, right? But I'd say I have a chip on my shoulder. I want to get it right. Uh, a certain amount of what I'm doing with Girl Boss is, is, it, is, is me proving to myself that I can get it right. That I can like, heal the things that I didn't know I should have been doing and the things I now know I can do and I can have control of and build a happy culture and build a sustainable business and do that proactively because Nasty Gal just exploded, Mm -hmm. right? It just like exploded and it's hard to control something that just explodes. So being more mindful of that and um, being intentional early in a company allows you to scale that vision and those intentions with, you know, whatever it is, how people feel when they come to work um, or like what your mission is rather than be like, oh shit, this thing happened. Now what? Mm-hmm. Um, which was what happened. You're like building it as it's moving, like building the tracks as the train is moving, yeah. trying to just keep it. And hopefully on tracks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah there you go. When that happened with Nasty Gal, I'm just curious, curious like behind the scenes, like, what I'm getting at is like what you're building now with the professional platform for women. You know, what did you see and experience that you're like, no, like this, this is not right or this doesn't feel good or this doesn't support me or, or women in general. So like, how did that evolve into what you're building now or like what inspired it? Yeah. I, I wrote girl boss, at, I don't know, 30 years old, probably 29 when I wrote it, Mm. as an unlikely entrepreneur who's a community college dropout, who started an eBay store. And it wasn't to be the CEO of an eBay store. And the word entrepreneur, like, wasn't even a word. 
Uh, <laughs> and it, there was no Shopify or Squarespace or Etsy. It was harder to start a business online. There's eBay and MySpace. Um, and I, you know, I bought so I bought so many business books and I loved them and learned so much. But I never saw anybody like me. And there were a few books written by women at that point, and they were you know, executives who had you know pedigreed careers. I went to the perfect schools. And to me, that just wasn't relatable, right? So I wrote that book to tell like my crazy story of how I came to be an entrepreneur. Um, And I'm the last person who probably should have figured it out. And it really resonated. And I didn't anticipate how much it would resonate. But, you know, most of us are in that position. You know, the people we look at have like they're, you know, they're an actor and their parent was an actor or they're a rich kid or they're, they went to the perfect school and that's fine. But, you know, 99% of us don't relate to that. And if my story can be an example for anybody out there who thinks they're not qualified and that gives them, you know, a permission to go try something because they are qualified or can figure out how to be qualified, that's awesome. And, and, and so it really kind of, became like wildfire. You know, the book sold half a million copies. The hashtag's been used almost 17 million times. That's insane. Became a Netflix series, whatever we can get into that. Um, and it's it's because there was just a hole. This was five years ago. This was before the co- conversation with women was happening. You know, unfortunately, I think I even took for granted and didn't know all the things that were hiding under the surface in the workplace in, you know, in, in, you know, in so much with, you know, what's, what's, what's come to light and, and, um, the community really built itself. So when I joined girl boss <laughs> after I left nasty gal, it was just a few months later. And it, to me, it was not a choice to me. It was like, this is a latent opportunity this is something I've been, you know, I started the podcast in 2015, um, something that I'd been nurturing very part-time, just really with the podcast until 2017 when I was able to focus on it. But the community was just waiting, right? Like it was already built and it was just, it's just my job to show up and help galvanize it or help bring these women together who may be talking about Girl Boss on social or who may have bought the book but haven't found one another. Mm. And so with the professional network now and with our conference, we just held our fifth girl boss rally. Um, it's really giving people a place uh, to find one another and answer one another's questions. Like it's similar to Reddit in some ways and to bring a sense of not just what they do, but who they are. And if you have a non-traditional resume like me, like all of us in this room, it's a place where you can feel like that's okay. And you can celebrate and highlight the things that you're good at or that you've done that maybe don't just fit into like a list of, of, of jobs, which is fine if you have a traditional resume, but most of us have aspirations beyond that. Most of us have a side hustle or want to start a business or want to learn a craft or a language or something that you may, you know, that expresses your personality that if you're able to share it on Girlboss, you might find other people who can help you with that. So it's just a matter of like, you know, bringing people together to be able to share not just what they do, but who they are because we're not LinkedIn Monday through Friday and Instagram Saturday and Sunday. Um, so, so it's two, we're two years in. Um, but I guess it's like Girlboss is not a choice is the, mm. answer, is the short answer. <laughs> I love the the piece too that you talked about how like people not having the normal resumes. And I kind of thought when you were talking that I feel so proud of my random career experience now because I feel at home and I feel successful in my own right. But I wish I felt empowered before. I wish I felt empowered even when it didn't make sense. And I think that's a really important piece of it is empowering women when it may not be super clear now. Now for me, it's very clear of why I was doing this, this, and this, even though it didn't make sense at the time. But the empowered feeling that people could have when it hasn't made sense yet is so important. And we all have that, you know, it's like you have to trust that that's what happens. Yeah, It's really unclear, especially in your 20s or if you're almost 30. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Sophia. Uh, (laughs) Ding, 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 ding. Um, We we drink when our guests say almost 30. (laughs) Um, But 
if other people, if you can see someone who's just one step ahead of you, instead of someone who's like a C-level executive, 100. or even the kind of women that come on my podcast, honestly, yeah. they're really, really accomplished. And sometimes that's not as relatable yeah. as uh-huh. interacting with your peers, people who are solving the same problems as you, and people who are just one step ahead of you, because that's aspirational. Like aspirational doesn't have to, aspirational should be accessible. 100%. It shouldn't be elite. It shouldn't be that we're only looking to the people who've been anointed as, as thought leaders, which yes, we have them, you know, these incredible accomplished women speak at our conference and on my podcast, but this is a place that's really for everybody, no matter where you are in your career. Yeah. And I think it's so important too, when people are looking for like mentors and inspiration, that it's like people that they can aspire to pieces of that person or learn from pieces of that person. I think now I don't really have someone that I completely aspire to or look for as like the end all be all because it's just finding the pieces of different people that inspire me. My question is, you're so women focused. Have you been have you had great relationships with women? Like, what is that? Cause you were, when you were doing nasty gal at the beginning, it's like, you were kind of solo. So how did that shift where you're now basically championing for women? I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, in some ways it was, it was accidental. It's no longer accidental, but I sold fashion to women for 10 years. Right. And I've styled them and I styled pieces that were not for wallflowers. And a wallflower could go shopping and buy her first motorcycle jacket and put it on and feel like she could take on the world. And it wasn't about her motorcycle jacket. It was about the feeling that Nasty Gal created. And that was real. Like that was unique. We sold some cheap clothes and it didn't work out, but it lasted 10 years. And that conversation and that community, honestly, was the genesis of Girl Boss and that voice that is very much my voice is what's connected with women for, you know, going on 13 years. And that's something I'm really, really proud of. And like I said, Nasty Gal was aspirational, but it wasn't, it wasn't alienating in that the model looks like a alien and she's like, you know, her hair, whatever. She just looked like someone that could be your friend. Mm-hmm. There's this level of context in layering in. Where's she going? She has a handbag. She's wearing sunglasses. At the time, that was really novel. I know it's like you can go on free people, whatever. It all looks like that now. But at the time, in 2006, 2007, mind you, you know, people were putting clothes on e-commerce, whatever. People were putting clothes on models and cutting their heads off and not accessorizing them. And so to see someone that could like be your friend or a girl that you like was maybe one step ahead of you. Her style was maybe a little bit better than yours, but she wasn't like, you know, she wasn't a supermodel. Uh, Allows people to see uh, digitally, especially feels like you're trying something on, right? You're trying on a life. You're trying on a future. You're trying on a jacket. And without that, without that level of like mirroring, the internet can be like a really weird, lonely, humanless place. And is humanless a word? Humanless. Hey, yes. In, in, inhuman. In, yeah. Inhuman. And that's what I'm doing with Girl yeah. Boss, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's, when you look at someone's profile, that's what you see. Yeah. So I've spoken to women because I've dressed women and I understand their psychology and I am a woman and I've been that girl who, who needed Girl Boss, who needed something like Girl Boss, who was alone behind my computer figuring it out. And like the fact is, there's thousands and thousands of other women trying to solve the same exact problem right now that you are. And then there's probably even more that have actually solved that problem that can help you. So how can we just make a simple place where we can facilitate uh, that kind of like those relationships and that kind of learning. And I love how 3 million, take it. (laughs) I'm going to invest. Okay. (laughs) Like 30 bucks. Got it. (laughs) I love how it like just kind of deconstructs what, you know, you have like, a Whitney from Bumble and like, you know, having her on the platform, like just kind of like putting everyone on like, like ground floor lobby, let's hang. You know what I mean? Like, I just like that feeling of it. And I know obviously people have different types of accomplishments and some more than others or whatever it is, but it just feels. And I think like, we just, we see that because we try to do that. We try to get out of the way and we're just learning right along with everyone. We're not experts by any means, but it's that, you know? And like, I think that's why people are attracted to you because you are just so yourself, but just the brand in general, it just is infused with that. Like, Hey, we're all here. We're all in this together. It's free. It's accessible. It's not elite. It's there's, you don't have to apply to be accepted. It's like, 
it's what we should all have. Yes. And that's what Girl Boss is, you know, about and has always been about. Girl Boss started with, you know, a ten dollar book, right? I mean, I've had women write, and this is the girl that I really want to use, Girl Boss. I had someone write me who was like, I couldn't afford your book because I was unemployed and I checked it out from the library and it inspired me and I got a job and then I bought it. Oh, <laughs> I was like, oh love man, that's that. so cool. Thank you. That's so cool. That is so cool. I want her. Yeah. She needs it most. Yeah. 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 And that's another thing that you guys do so well is diversity of your guests and diversity of your community and diversity of your opinions and diversity of your content. You know, even years ago, like even two years ago, I would always be like, Wow, like you guys are leading the way and you didn't even try. Wow. It never felt formulaic. Mm-hmm. It never felt it never felt like you had purposely thought of it and you knew that it was a trend. It was really like it was really beautiful and it was really important and I think that was something you guys do so well. Thank you. I mean, that's our team. That's very much our team. We have a great team producing mm-hmm. content, all of the programming at the rallies. I don't touch that. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like it's amazing to have. Wow. Yeah people who get it and can, you know, can bring their own spin to things, but, you know, under, understand the ethos of Girl Boss and are responsible with, you know, the variety and diversity of content and people we bring into everything that we do. And um, yeah. Was there an allowing? Like, was there a point at which you're like, okay, I got to like let go. And did that require much effort or were you just ready? I mean, I approve like the main speak the speakers on the main stage, but beyond that, honestly, like right. those guys run oh. and produce the rally. Like if we do partnerships with brands, those guys run, and uh, I I'm really, really, really close to the product, so the digital product, girlboss.com. dot mm-hmm. uh, and that's what I'm. You know, it's like I get to learn a whole new world. And something that hopefully will scale much larger than, you know, content's hard to scale. You can only do so many conferences. We can, we are, and can continue to be really creative with the, you know, bringing great content and value and experiences through the brand partnerships that we do. But ultimately, like, how can that, how can this platform be the vehicle for Girl Boss's growth? And I get to create digital, a digital product, you know, clothes are so, so different, but Girl Boss is a brand um, Girl Boss is not like an agnostic social network. It's just like a vehicle for like people to do stuff. Like there's an ethos here. How do you bake that into a digital product? How do you design for that? How does the copywriting, like when you, you know, go to push a button, like how can that be, yes, clear to know what to do, but also like have a voice. Like those are fun problems to solve. And how can you create a new way of messaging people or a new way of doing things that are familiar enough because you've used other products. We don't need to reinvent the wheel or make something really difficult to use, but how can we iterate on that and make it still feel really novel and not, you know, confuse the shit out of people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> do you feel like, would you say that this year you feel happier and better than you have in a long time? Like, do you feel? <laughs> I think I was happier last year because I went on more vacation. <laughs> <laughs> I feel more accomplished. Mm. I feel like we just gave birth to something that's going to be huge. Huge. Um, And Girl Boss is huge if you just say the word. But you get a dollar for every time someone uses that word? uh, No, I should. (laughs) That's like momager, Chris Jenner. Like like, bootleg stuff on Etsy. It's just, it's like rampant. Or like we pay so much in in attorney fees to like send cease and desists and like people finally- Sure. Uh, Kristen Cavallari wants to like own it in jewelry because she like made a necklace that like was called the girl boss necklace. Didn't even say girl boss on it, whatever. It's just like- Whatever, you're getting sued. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> no, but it's just like- It's just like an IP game of whack-a-mole. Yeah. I mean, but it's, it's like, like fucking until two fire. weeks ago, people were like, is it a conference? Is it a podcast? Is it a book? Is it a Netflix series? What is it? Is it a newsletter? And now it's like, no. It's a professional network for ambitious women. And we do this stuff, yep. but that stuff benefits it. It's one thing. And so I don't know how, you know, it's going to take a while to change that kind of like to ed- make, to edu- do that education mm-hmm. and change sentiment. Like, okay, yeah. it's that. And they also do a conference yeah. because it's been a lot of things and it's now very clear what it is. And we do other things that benefit building this, this digital 
network. I think people attach to certain things that they find, you know what I mean? They'll think that you are a podcast or just, uh, or not just, but like a conference. So it's like whatever they're attaching to, you know what I mean? Is like, which is good. We want that too. Mm-hmm. But I want people to be able to answer the question, what is Girl Boss? It's a necklace, right? I could never go, you know, I can't like, if I go to a conference and people are like, so what, so what's Girl Boss? Like, it's so much easier yeah. to answer now. Yeah. You're like, what do you do? It's yeah. A, you can be like, it's technology. So good. It's yeah, it's a, it's a social network. It sounds super fancy. Like Google me, bitch. <laughs> Who would ever ask you what is girl? Boss? No, a lot of people. Uh, like, yes. what do you do? What is what does the company do? Okay. Oh, you wrote a book, but it's a company now. Is that seventeen? Hmm. Yes, it's so funny to book name. Um, it's so funny. Like, people can't wrap their head around a brand that is so many things. You know. Yeah, it's interesting. And it's people fine. People just want but like an elevator pitch. People can't wrap their head around a person that's more than like one thing. <laughs> like she is, not, she can be nice and she can be mean. Uh-huh. She, you know what it's I mean? True. People literally like they like they can't understand it. She yeah. can be smart and she can be dumb. You know, it's like wow. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's that's masculine. Uh-huh. Hundred, same, different every day. And that's linear thinking as a man. The masculine is linear thinking. Mm-hmm. The feminine is three dimensional. We yeah. are hundred things at one time. Girl boss my, my is boyfriend said that time. it seems like I live my life in a montage the other day. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, yeah. Oh no, I think you might be right. <laughs> my boyfriend calls it the coaster. He's like, some days he's like, oh, we're going up today. Like when I'm yeah. in a good mood, he's like, yeah. I just gotta wait for it to go down. <laughs> I was like in a really good mood for a long time, and we'd go on walks around like Hollywood, and be like, God, isn't it beautiful? We're so lucky. And he started calling me Dolores from Westworld. <laughs> He's <laughs> like, oh no. And then, and then you come out from in. behind your cape and you're yeah. like, not me yeah. today, bitch. <laughs> you pull out my gun. <laughs> I brought you out here to kill you. Oh, fuck. fuck. That's the thing. I mean, last thing is like, dude, I, f- I, I wonder, does every girl feel total? I feel different every day. Someone's like, every you're day. this thing. I'm like, what day? <laughs> I'm just like, what's the sinking feeling about today? Oh, yeah, goodness. I know. <laughs> I know. Is that nothing? Oh, it's nothing. <laughs> just, just being me. Like, Honestly, it's like I forgot to put something on my to-do list, I and know. then I feel like something is gonna, something devastating is happening. <laughs> I think that's anxiety. That is anxiety. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I feel that. <laughs> well, um, thank you for being here, and we're just. As always, just looking to you for, for having me. so much yeah, inspo, so, but we love hanging. This. this was fun. Oh, it was so fun. Are you We're are you hot. sweating? We're getting sweaty. Like, it's warm. Yeah. Holy Is the hell. AC too we loud? have to keep. Yeah, we can. That's you know. cool. We kind of like to sweat them out. <laughs> <laughs> Just get them real loose. Like Heard sp- this is good for keto. Spiritual so. <laughs> sweat. Yeah. 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 We get sexy. So people can find the professional network for badass women in business girlboss.com yeah 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 oh, it's so rad so i'm so like that's yeah, insane Aww. and i have a podcast called girlboss yeah. radio yes there's that too. Girlboss it's the, best. the best it's the og of podcasts 100 percent. yeah for real truly right. inspiring us thank you for being here thanks for having me you. bye right. guys bye guys thanks so much sophia that was a dream come true yeah you can check her out on instagram is her name Mm-hmm. And then Girl Boss as well. They have a podcast, they have a network. And then you can also check out her new social network. Truly. All right. Review of the week. Watch out world. Five stars from Steph and SF. This review is a long time coming and these few words won't quite describe how Krista and Lindsay and their guests have challenged my beliefs, widened my perspective and inspired me to stretch and grow into a version of me that I've learned to love and cherish deeply. Their commitment to keeping it nothing but real and raw with their community has made me feel like I'm catching up with old friends. Meeting them in SF and learning what they're that they are just as warm and funny in person was the icing on the cake. Can't wait to watch these babes take over the world with their lights shining bright and always listening and always grateful to you both. It's really sweet. Thank you. you so much. Thank you. Thank you. SF so- was really special. I think yeah. about it every day. Yeah. That was that was magic. Yeah. We love We love y'all. Thank you for a beautiful evening. We will see you in LA on September 12th. We will see you in Nashville on the 17th and 18th. And then we have our other tour dates, New York, Philly, Columbus, Miami, all these different places you can find at almost30podcast.com slash tour. All right, y'all. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.